0: Welcome to episode 171 of the Mark and Me podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mark, and joining me on today's episode is the welcome return of the singer and songwriter for one of the best bands out there, Can't Swim. I'm joined by the amazing Chris Laporto. Chris has actually been on the podcast a couple of years ago. We got to talk all about what inspired him and got him into music. But this time around it's focusing all on the new album, touring, the pandemic and so much more. And as always, that interview will be coming up in just a couple of moments time. But before we get to that, what I do like to do is touch base and talk about my last episode. On episode 170, I was joined by the actor, Stuart Martin. This was a great interview and one of my favourite guests of the year. We got to sit down and talk all about Army of Thieves and the response as always, was phenomenal. So thanks to everyone who took the time to listen. But today, it's back to one of my favourite bands, Can't Swim. If you've never checked this band out, please do. They're incredible and they will be over in the UK next year. But I think the best thing to do right now is to get to this interview. So here's me and Chris talking all things Can't Swim. So Chris, thanks for joining me today on the Mark and Me podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So Chris, we spoke a couple of years ago when you first came on, and obviously a lot of shit has happened in the world since then, (laughs) um, to say the least. I was wondering how it's been for you over lockdown, obviously knowing that your band have not been able to get out there and record. It must feel like so frustrating at all times.
1: Yeah, it certainly was, especially because of how unsure uh, everybody was, but how long this would stick around. So it was kind of like, A carrot being dangled in front of you, you thought, okay, three months from now, six months, and then it just kept going and going, and we had tours get canceled and canceled, so yeah, it was was quite frustrating, but now I think there's some sort of like light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, we get back on the road in November, so excited to get back to it.
0: And how was it in regards to recording? So obviously you've got a brand new album, Change of Plans, coming out very soon. Was this recorded during lockdown or did you do it prior to lockdown? How did that work out for you?
1: It was certainly recorded during lockdown. Um, Yeah, I suppose I wouldn't wouldn't want to use the word benefit, but I think a lot of artists were able to record in the comfort of their own home or in a studio because it's uh, a lot safer than going and playing a rock show. So we recorded Change of Plans with Will Putney in August of last year. So kind of right right in the zone of all of it. And we uh, we waited and waited because we wanted to uh, tour as soon as the album were to come out. And that's why we've been sitting with it for a year now. Um, But it comes out October 22nd. Our first show back is November 4th. So patience hopefully paid off
0: and do you feel that the album may have changed directions because of what happened on the outside world do you feel that had an influence on the songs and the kind of the the mindset going in with writing
1: certainly changed the title of the album just uh a play on words uh, about the situation we were all feeling um yeah i don't know I'm, i'm sure a little bit i i had a lot more time to consistently work on it a lot of the times and we make a record, it's like, we tour, we tour. I have a month off to like collect my ideas, collect my demos, we tour, we tour. It's very hard to, you know, write and record while you're on the road. So these little snippets in between tours is kind of how Can't Swim operated. Now I had about a year off of solitary confinement and, you know, I was really able to craft and manipulate all these little things. So yeah, I definitely think it played a part in how change Your plans came out
0: and what about resilience to keep bouncing back because obviously as a musician or a performer to keep having these deadlines kind of met and then it's like well actually we can't get the album out it must be not just frustrating but soul destroying because you've put everything into it and not many bands then have to sit on an album for a whole year when it's ready to go
1: certainly it's like burning a uh, a hole in my laptop's pocket Um, Yeah, I I do see the frustration and I I do see why a lot of people probably struggled. I know a lot of bands didn't decide to do what we did and they did release um, full lengths and singles during the quarantine, um, which, hey, that could have worked for them, could have worked for us. But we just wanted to really wait to get the whole album out and, and then hit the road. So, yes, though, it was frustrating. I'm now, looking back, glad that we we have waited.
0: And with the tester single that you put out there to test the water with the fans, Deliver Us More Evil, do you think that's a true representation of the rest of the album or are fans going to have a bit of a, a journey of different sort of dynamics and different songs on there? Is that a really good flavour of what to expect?
1: I think that is why we decided to put it out um, first because it was a nice blueprint of of what the album kind of feels like. Definitely some curveballs. The next song that we're going to put out, I do believe it's going to come out a day or two before the album. Certainly sounds different. This is <laughs> pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I think when we sent the album around to Pure Noise and management, they uh, everybody was, like, quickly to be like, oh, it's it should be Deliverous, Murray, also,
0: Yeah, that's cool. And have you found it over the last 12 months, kind of seen – locked up and not being able to tour because do you have that fear now of going back on stage because you probably feel a bit rusty and you've not been able to play those songs live and get a feel of what the crowd are going to be like with these new material
1: probably uh i'll call you in a month and tell you how it goes
0: (laughs) because sitting here
1: right now no it's mostly excitement you know happy to be back into it 20 minutes before we go on our first show is in cleveland ohio I believe it's sold out, House of Blues, with Silverstein. So right now I'm talking a big game, Mr. Confident over here. But while I'm in the green room, we're about to go on, I'll probably be like, oh, geez, what do I do with my, how do I How do I do this again?
0: <laughs> so what have you done over the last year? Obviously, I know you, with the album being finished, what did you do anything else? Did you start any new projects or try and write even the next album? Are you, what were you doing? Because obviously a lot of people have took this time to, finished projects they've never had the time to do, or do writing on stuff that they've not even thought about, just because of the situation we've now found ourselves upon.
1: Certainly, yeah, I'd like to pride myself on. I uh, kept pretty busy. We uh, we did do like this kind of electronic, freaky EP that had five songs on it called "Someone Who Is It Me," which was more or less a quarantine project. Um, we also did an acoustic. EP, yeah. like renditions of our previous songs, um, called When the Dust Settles, also a play on words about what was going on. And yeah, I have maybe seven to ten demos for the next EP or a record, or, um, yeah, so certainly kept busy. I was doing the Twitch thing for a little while, um, I shot a music video in my bedroom for one of the songs, you know, I tried to stay uh, as creative and sane. I think I do all these things to kind of keep my sanity. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people took this time and it really put a wrench in their spokes, but I feel very lucky to have keep the wheel moving and uh, yeah, still want to do the band. Definitely doesn't, definitely didn't make me want to quit. So that's good.
0: And what about Twitch? You were saying you've been on that. Is that playing video games or music or what were you been doing on there that's been streaming?
1: Yeah, it was through can't swim. It was can't swim dot twitch. Uh Yeah. yeah, I was showing demos. We were going over other bands music. I had a couple of nights where I like critiqued the old can't swim music video. Yeah, just having fun. Uh I'm not a video game guy. I do know Twitch is like very catered to the video game. I think I try to play Atari games on there one night. It nice. go so well. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just trying to stay busy.
0: And what have you got planned, obviously over the next 12 months? Now that I've seen the lockdown is being eased, I've seen over the last sort of four to six weeks, so many tours announced, like all the bands oh, yeah. are eager to go. And every day I'm getting notifications on emails about massive bands playing again and, It's incredible time for fans of music to go out there, but is your schedule looking absolutely manic now, playing up and kind of catching up on lost time?
1: Yes, certainly is. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully it is, because we're dying to get back to it as well. Um, Yeah, Silverstein and the plot in you will be all of November and the beginning of December. Then I do believe we're going to try to do a Christmas show. And then I do believe February, March, gonna to try to do a headliner that is the tentative plan uh you asked the next 12 months i'm trying to get through the the next 12 weeks but hopefully uh it's tour 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 we have a new album out and uh hopefully we get over there we're dying to, you know get over to england again um, yeah but yeah just getting back on the road
0: Plus festivals, you must miss festivals. They're the best times of our lives. You know what I mean? To go there oh, for yeah. three days and get to see and discover new bands, but also see your favorites. So I really hope that next summer we get to see you play some of the sort of 2000 trees or the, you know, the Reading or the Leeds festivals over here.
1: I actually, through the grapevine, this is actually hot off the press yesterday, something about 2000 trees and can swim next year. So hopefully that comes to fruition and hopefully we get over there. Uh, I do agree. I certainly do miss festivals. Um, A lot of fun times, especially in England. A lot of fun times and festivals over there.
0: Have you been listening to any other good bands at the moment that you can recommend? I love listening to new music, and there's been some great albums this year by bands that I love already. So like Thrice, I think, it's one of the best albums this year. It's blown me away. But has there been any albums that, you you know, the fans that are listening today that you can recommend?
1: Actually, funny enough, I saw Thrice two nights ago in Orlando. Yeah, yeah at
0: the moment horizons east is just inc- like dustin's yeah. vocals i'm like blown away by the album yeah incredible i was blown
1: away by his vocals live it was just absolutely unbelievable um i'm not very good at this question usually I, i'm a pretty bad music fan but catfish in the bottleman that's that's nice. your team right yeah that's, that's, that's yeah yeah uh we been really enjoying that um that band what else what else uh very big fan of the new heart attack man song have you heard okay. of that yeah it's it's in this this universe it's called pitch black it's uh it's constantly on um whatever yeah whatever yeah i also loved the new thrice album rather than seeing them live i i did really like all those songs so yeah that's that's what i would say
0: and you mentioned then again, in lockdown, you've been part of shooting a music video. Was that in your bedroom, did you say?
1: Yeah, we did a, it's a song called Who's Happy, which was off the EP Someone Who Isn't Me. And yeah, I sent it, I goofily filmed myself singing the song and sent it to my really good friend, Brendan Walter, and he made it all freaky and kind of like 90s, I don't know, it looks like a. Prodigy video or something. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, so that, but we shot the, the real music videos for the new album with real directors and on set. We did one in Brooklyn, New York. We did one in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And then me and my wife shot one down here in Florida, uh, like Daytona Beach area. So three videos for the new album
0: and getting involved and i know you're messing around in your bedroom and you know you, you had these special effects to make it look a bit of a higher production stuff but yeah. does that give you a taste to want to do more music videos because i hear a lot of bands now want to get involved in directing themselves or being in part of the production i think you know if you've got such a creative mind you should transcribe that and try and transfer that to the the use of directing a good video have you got great ideas to kind of for the future
1: i certainly wouldn't deem them great but i have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I I think that's a really good uh, a really good way to put it. Um, especially, you know, it's coming from us. It's coming from my brain, like what the song is about. So, visually, makes sense to uh, cater to what I was thinking. You know, I think we've had issues in the past, just like other bands, like send the director a song, and he's like, "Yeah, you're going to be." bowling and ice skating it's like what that's that's completely foolish why would we do that so i I do see why a lot of artists would kind of want to steer the ship on the the direction of the music videos as well so something that i would like to get into yeah who knows
0: and you're obviously doing some is it um support slots over in america at the moment yeah
1: in november yeah
0: november is it silverstein you said you got it so what's it like going on a stage and the mentality of people that are there paid tickets to see a band. And it's not always just for you, you know, they're also going for the headline act. What's that mentality of, you know, being the first or second band on and going on and thinking, we've got a chance here to make a whole new audience and a whole whole new fan base.
1: Totally. That's a, that is a big discussion in a lot of bands, um, careers, everybody starts out with support slots hell we've been doing it now five years uh yeah you kind of feel like a salesman like a like a pushy salesman and you want to you know start with your most intriguing song or i like to you know just like push the envelope a little bit with you know uh crowd involvement and kind of like just trying to make an impression on them even if it's not musically she'd be like oh that guy is crazy he's like yelling at us and something that's just going to make them go home and be like oh yeah what was it called again swim something you know and, yeah. and check it out yeah it is funny to think of your art as like a sales pitch but it's it's certainly a part of the game and uh personally i i like it it's kind of like a challenge you know like obviously i love to get into a room with 500 people that know our songs like that's obviously a little bit less uh, nerve wracking, but I do like the, uh, the pressure of being like, okay, probably 10% of the people in this room know who we are. You know, let's try to get the next time we come through this city, let's have it be 30% now, 50% now, yeah. you know, that, that's kind of the, I guess that's in essence, the goal of going on tour. You're supposed to, play in front of somebody that's never heard you. And then they go home and become a fan. So,
0: And the next time you see them, you got like a pen and paper and you're like, there's another person with a can't swim t-shirt.
1: Tick. Exactly. It's like, I remember that guy. He, had, he was booing us the last time.
0: <laughs> and now he's got a hoodie. <laughs> there you go. And what advice do you give to bands? Because I think at the moment, obviously to get your music heard, there's all these channels with YouTube, Instagram and getting your music on Spotify is easy. But what do you think with a lot of the fan base of Mark and me are people that are in upcoming bands? What advice do you give to them to help them kind of stand above the rest and get noticed? Because it's difficult, isn't it, to try and be that band above the others?
1: Certainly is, especially because of the things you just listed off. Like, you know, I could start a new band right now on this couch and put a demo out. I could record it into this microphone. And it could be huge if, if the internet, you know, takes it and runs with it. So I don't know. I think with that being true, just try to be yourself, try to be as like authentic as possible, because even if someone doesn't realize it subconsciously, I still think people are drawn to genuineness and, and, you know, transparency, you know, I think, people still have the the ability to see phony and if you if you're just kind of emulating somebody else or if something's popular in a certain scene and you know you're really just like doing it exactly like the last band I think people can pick up on that still so I still think everyone is like very eager to hear the newest thing not even the best thing like So if you're not the best singer, you're not the best songwriter, but you have this certain knack for some sort of other lane, I would just go down that because I've seen in all genres, like the most unique people seem to rise above the rest. Like you even have Billie Eilish, like obviously she is an incredible vocalist, incredible singer, but pretty strange, you know, like I I can't really put her in a box, you know, and look how much success she has had. And you see this stuff in rock music all the time, like even this the, the the band Turnstile, who's growing a lot in popularity. Like, if I asked a kid, like, "Oh, you like Turnstile? Like, give me three other bands that sound like them," they would probably have a struggle to do so, you know. So that's that's that would that would be my advice to any band starting out. Like, if something is sounding a little similar to another band, I would then go and try to change that and try to make your own way, make your own path.
0: It's good advice. It's not easy advice, is it? Because there's so many bands out there and you get influenced. You know, when I was in a band that I'd songwrite, I'd be listening to bands and not realizing until I'm in the rehearsal room. And I'm like, listen to this idea. And they're like, Mark, that's Foo Fighters. I'm like, oh, shit.
1: Happens to me all the time. I'll be like writing a melody and I'm like, oh, this is, this is so good. And I'll be like, wait a minute. This is don't stop by, don't stop believing by journey. You are a fool. (laughs) (laughs) you are a fool you have to delete this entire session (laughs) but yeah I agree I agree yeah
0: and with your band that's been going quite a few years now how do you kind of find the balance because obviously there's egos and there's personalities and when it comes to writing you've all got your input but it's not easy sometimes to kind of compromise or to get your idea across without upsetting others and you know stepping on someone else's toes but do do you just get along is it just easy or have you found this balance where you can walk away at the right time and you know you can gel when needed
1: certainly um i've been in a handful of bands before can swim so i certainly certainly know the dynamic that you're speaking of very very lucky to say that can swim almost has zero of that i uh i am the predominant songwriter I, i demo all the songs myself i have a little studio um And they're pretty, pretty fully figured out by the time the rest of the guys hear them. It's been, you know, I think it comes down to trust. You know, I think all of the guys in my band trust me just like I trust them with certain activities and certain jobs. Uh, Yeah, it's very, very privileged to say that there is really, really no arguments and, and really no egos because it's very, very smooth. One of the reasons why we put out music all the time, because it's easy. It's easy for us to kind of, uh, you know, they kind of see the, 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 the toss, the throw that I'm, I'm trying to go with for this song. And they just, you know, uh, kind of just guide it to home plate. Like they, they, this could be better, buddy. This could do something else. Maybe switch this word and then the song is done. So it's probably my favorite thing about the band. I think we all get along. I love the guys more than anything. being on tour with them is very easy, but I have been in some nightmares of a writing process, like with everything, how's the song gonna sound? how's it gonna transpose live like and it's always an argument. It's five yeah. guys never, never seeing eye to eye, but Can't Swim uh, is so lucky that almost none of that exists. It's just you know they just push me to be a better songwriter and and they push me to we know we all push each other to be the best band we can and it's never in a negative way it's always just like encouraging and yeah five six years it's smoother than ever so very very lucky
0: and you're just talking then about albums obviously translating to stage and performance with change of plans i take it this time next month when you're going out there and playing these shows will be the first time you've played these songs properly live
1: first time we'll play these songs pretty much ever yeah wow yeah yeah We got into a room a couple months ago, but it was like incredibly brief. It was uh, jamming with a new drummer and it was kind of just like old songs, maybe three old. Like, yeah. So, yes, obviously we're going to rehearse uh, for about a week (laughs) before the Silverstein at the very last week of October. We're going to have a rehearsal space and and, and get it going. But pretty nerve wracking because, yes, none of none of we're playing four or five off the new album and none of them have heard the light of day since the recording studio so pretty crazy
0: and you've got one week to polish that and get it ready to go on tour
1: and the way i usually the way we usually operate it's probably going to be more like four or five days (laughs) (laughs) of rehearsals yeah yeah yeah, get a burrito break and then Yeah. yeah so Hopefully, hopefully it goes alright. Again, I'll call
0: you in a month yeah. and tell you how it's going. But but you feel confident that obviously they're going to be true representations of the song on record because for me as a fan, there's nothing worse than buying an album then going to hear it live and it's nothing like the record. I'm like, what the fuck? This isn't the band I just paid to see.
1: <laughs> Certainly, yeah, yeah. They're they're all far
0: better musicians
1: than I, and they all do their homework and. That's why I think we only give ourselves a week because, you know, we know we can get it to a place where we're all happy. Uh, But yeah, very excited, very excited to kind of hear these songs come to life a little bit.
0: And my final question for you today everyone that comes on the podcast and I think musicians find this the hardest I ask them to choose now the outro piece of music to their episode so basically you can have any song in the entire world by any band but I am going to put you on the spot because most musicians are like can I email you can I drop you a dm (laughs) a few days to think about this wow I I like what comes to your heart and soul and your head straight away when I ask the question so if this is all wrapped up, it's edited. It's just about to go out there for the world to listen to. What do you think is a perfect song for you? That's an outro song. It's not one of your own, but a band that you love or adore, or a piece of music that, for you personally, is the song.
1: That's a, that's a fantastic question. Um, nice outro. You know, I gotta get, I gotta get in the mindset here. I'm gonna pick. Um, hmm. My my wife is cheating and said Pantera, which I don't know. Is that the vibe?
0: I feel like this was such I a quiet. Answer. I'd start with Pantera This, Let's get the this was coming. such a quiet, calm
1: interview. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna pick. Uh, this is we we were talking about how of a mood setting song. It's called Cortez the Killer by Neil Young.
0: Oh, that's a great track.
1: Yeah, we were driving the other day, And kind of like we uh, you know, the way you describe a good outro song. We were kind of describing like. Yeah, this song just feels like it could go on forever and that would be fine. So that's that's the song I picked.
0: That's awesome. Some people have been on okay. and picked like random B sides from Yoko Ono that are 16 minutes long. I've had uh, people pick classical pieces of music that are literally 15, 20 minutes and everyone's like, God, oh, this episode's long. I'm like, well, the music's half a minute. The... <laughs> 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 but you can't go wrong with Neil Young. He's an absolute god.
1: Oh, just the best. Just the best. Yeah.
0: Well, I really appreciate your time today, and I can't wait for people to start listening to the album and hearing it. And I can't wait to see the buzz and to know that hopefully you'll be here next summer. Will be amazing.
1: Okay, I very much look forward to it, my friend. I hope, uh, hope we can hang at some pretty we'll do sweet
0: trees. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll let's do that. Careers, let's... And uh, it's, a, yeah, it's an amazing atmosphere. It's the right amount of people. And hey, the Price are headlining, so that's going to be awesome. That's
1: what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying
0: awesome chris i hope the rest of the rehearsals go well i hope the rest of the press goes well and hopefully we can make it another episode when you're here face to face
1: sounds good buddy
0: so there it is there's my interview with me and chris from the incredible band can't swim as you heard we got to sit down and talk all about their brand new album change of plans currently in my top five albums of the year an amazing band I've been lucky enough to see them live a couple of times, I can't wait to go to 2000 Trees next year and hopefully check them out again and this album will grow on you and you'll absolutely love every single track. It's out now and you can go and buy it on CD, vinyl or stream it, whatever you do to listen to it, check them out, you will not regret it and then go back and listen to their previous work because every album they've done is unbelievable. If you've really enjoyed today's episode and you want to share it amongst your friends or go online and share it, that helps me massively. All I ask in return for listening to these podcasts, which are completely free, is to share it on your Facebook or your Twitter or your Instagram or just tell your friends about it. It brings a whole new audience to Mark and me and that's something that money can never buy. You can literally just click one button on your Twitter and retweet it out to all your followers and then they might see it and go, I'll have a listen, I love that band, or I'll check it out. Please, it makes a massive difference and I really appreciate it. If you want to find the links, they're all available on markandme.com. There's my Facebook, my Twitter, my Instagram, and if you've really loved today's episode, drop me an email. I love reading the emails and make sure I personally reply to every message that I ever receive. I do also have a Patreon page set up, the podcast makes no money, but all the money that comes from my Patreon means it allows me to go out there and do more interviews and goes right back into the production of this podcast, so please, you can support me from as little as £1 a month, and for that you're getting a minimum of 8 episodes every single month. It's going to be some exclusive podcasts just for my Patrons coming up in the new year, but not only that, thanks to my amazing guys that support this podcast from Last Exit to Nowhere t-shirts and Vice Press which are easily the best company out there to buy your posters. Each and every single month they have some exclusive prizes for you guys to say thanks for supporting me and honestly each and every month I try and up the game and the prizes are getting bigger and better so just go on markandme.com to find all the links and information you need on that. Things aren't slowing down anytime soon and I say it on every episode but right now it's never been busier. So I'm going to be back in just a few days' time with a brand new episode. But until then, look after yourself, please take care, and I'll speak to you all very soon.